Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the College Gridiron Showcase Watch the Show presented by the NFL Draft Bible, NFLDraftBible.com, bringing you the names that you need to know first since 2002. It is September 29th, 2016, October right around the corner. In case you missed it, we have expanded the CGS watch list from being at over 400 prospects to now over 600 draft-eligible prospects being on the watch list. Uh, You can view it at cgsallstar.com. As always, I am your host, Chris Shanafelt. And a quick reminder that the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium kicks off on January 7th and goes through January 11th in Bedford, Texas. For more information and, again, to view the watch list of now over 600 prospects, you can log on to cgsallstar.com. For more updates on the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium and for the best NFL draft coverage, stay locked into nfldraftbible.com. Subscribe. Use the promo code DRAFT2016 for a 30-day free trial. And if you, uh, if you want more, you, you can get more by using the promo code FOOTBALL2016 for 50% off for life. I mean, you guys, the football season is in full gear. The weather's beginning to change. And before you know it, January 7th will be here. Uh, so, again, go ahead, check it out. Log on, NFLDraftBible.com for updates on the College Gridiron Showcase, NFL Draft, and much more. Be sure to follow on Twitter as well, at NFL Draft Bible and at CGS All-Star. And if you have any questions regarding the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, you can con- contact the co-founders of the game, Craig Red and or Jose Jefferson. Uh, and with that said, uh, Jose Jefferson, one of the co-founders of the CGS, joins the show now on the Defiance Fuel Hotline. Jose, as always, we appreciate your time. And uh, today we have the wide receivers show. Um, and really there's been a number of wide receivers that have participated in the College Gridiron Showcase that have raised their stock enormously. And uh, with that oh, yeah. said, let's start off with Jakeem Grant, now with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, just the other day, actually, I was watching uh, NFL Network's undrafted series, and he was one of the players featured. And maybe, just maybe, he would have gone undrafted if it weren't for the stellar performance at the CGS last year and an eye-opening pro day. Um, what, in your opinion, did the 5'6", 165-pound wide receiver show at, the, uh, at this past year's CGS to not only get a shot in the league but get drafted in the sixth round? Oh, he was amazing to watch. I tell you, they, he was having people invent words about him. Uh, I think one of the words was ridiculousness because <laughs> he was just so quick, and it was, he was fun to watch. And um, the nickname that guys gave him, they're calling him Cheat Code because uh, like a cheat code on the Madden football game because he was just – I mean, he just made guys look ridiculous. And, and I was just happy to see that, you know, not only, you know, his quickness, but he was able to catch the ball, uh, get in and out of routes well, um, even blocked well when we were doing some blocking drills. So he's a tough kid, and, and I was just really excited. I mean, I was a receiver. Um, obviously, at 5'9", I tower over him, but um, <laughs> that kid was quicker than Hiccup, I tell you. I, I loved watching him. Well, and being an undersized prospect that, you know, many people are going to doubt right away when they see him, 
Uh, that's absolutely what you have to do. You, you have to contribute both on special teams, both on, off, uh, on, on offense as well at wide receiver and, uh, you know, showcase the speed that he has. Like you said, show that you aren't afraid to block uh, as well. Um, and, and obviously that all went into uh, having him hear his name called in the sixth round of the uh, NFL draft. Um, another guy, Jose, is Andy Jones from the University of Jacksonville, uh, like Jakeem Grant, Andy Jones really showed up most when it counted when, when scouts were in at the CGS or at his pro on the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. Um, what, what do you see his ceiling being, Jose? I mean, how good of a player can Andy Jones turn out to be at his pro day? He measured in at six one two seventeen. He ran a four five forty. He, he had a forty one and a half inch vertical. Put up some really eye opening numbers. Um, but but does he have what it takes to become a, a reliable target in the National Football League? I, I think he does. Um, the receiver he reminds me of most in the NFL is um, Hakeem Bolt or Hakeem Bolt or Anquan Bolton, sorry, is the guy he reminds me of the most. Just tough, um, inside guy, outside guy, not a burner. I mean, I mean, it's pretty sad that to say the guy runs four or five and we're not calling him the burner, but he had great hands, uh, tough, um, obviously could out-jump anybody uh, for the ball, but I, I enjoyed him. I, I, he came there with a chip on his shoulder because, obviously, coming from FCS school, um, not thinking he was going to get the looks. And so he was there on a mission. I mean, and, and he, it showed he uh, was, was there. He was all business and um, very pleasant to me. But when he got on the field, uh, uh, some of those DBs weren't liking him too much because he was, he was throwing them. They were trying to jam him. He was throwing them left and right. He's a strong kid. So I, I think he can stick around a little bit. I mean, obviously um, cracking a lineup is tough regardless of what school you come from, but, I think he's a guy that's going to probably stick around. Well, certainly he has a ton of potential. And, you know, this is a guy that not too many people were familiar with by the end of the football season, but really made his name well-known during the draft process with the CGS and his pro day. And one last guy I want to shed light on is Neil Sterling. He participated in the 2015 uh, College Gridiron Showcase a couple years ago, played wide receiver at Monmouth, uh, looked at through the draft process as a wide receiver, but now he's listed as a tight end on the Jaguars' official team roster. Um, Jose, what, what do you think are some of the traits that Neil Sterling possesses, at least from what you saw a couple years ago, that makes the Jag, Jaguars' coaching staff confident that he could uh, have success at the new position? I like Neil. Nice kid. Um, because of his size, the way the game is changing towards tight ends, I mean, he's He's pro they're probably going to use him as a flex tight end, um, not to say that he couldn't block, but he was a big kid when he came in to the CGS 2015. So for him to, to be converted to a tight end is not a shocker, especially in this day and age to where a blocking tight end is good, but a receiving tight end is even better. So um, like I said, he was, he, he was the same kind of guy. He wasn't a burner. Uh, but he was strong, great routes, good hands, uh, smart. You know, I mean, he, he knew concepts, was able to read the zone. So, I mean, he'd be a tough matchup for a strong safety. So I can see what direction they're going with him. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see him get out there and do that. 
and obviously with the wide receiver depth that they have in Jacksonville, of course, starting with the Allen brothers and then uh, Marquise Lee. I mean, a lot of depth there at wide receiver. I could see this just being, you know, hey, we, we got to get this guy on the field, change positions. He has right. great size, 6'3", 255. And uh, actually it kind of seems like they, they wanted to – they, they kind of molded uh, Neil Sterling and where they wanted him to become, and we'll see what comes out of that. Um, now, lastly, before we let you go, Jose, um, give us give us the latest around the College Gridiron Showcase. Any updates? I know you have – uh, you guys having a, uh, an, an event at uh, Miami Mike Sports Zone uh, in Hanover, uh, November 21st. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? You know, I, I, I honestly, I really can't tell you a lot about it outside of just that's the event that the, that we're planning to hold. I, I wish I had more details on it. I know Craig and obviously Rick can tell you a little bit more. Um, I, I think that's one of our coming out parties as well, too, right before we get into the thick of things. But um, I, I enjoy listening to Miami Mike. I think he's great. I, I've yet to meet him, but it's, it's, I feel like I know him already. But um, <laughs> just some updates Some updates with us. Um, you know, we're still uh, gaining sponsorships and gaining notoriety uh, with, with and around uh, the country. We've, we're sending our, our coaches and our, our scouting staff out two games. In fact, we had um, folks at about three or four games last week. Uh, the watch list is steadily growing, and, and we're just working on our early commits and, and basically trying to shore up our scheduling down in Texas. So it, it's, we're full throttle, and it's full go, and it's, it's 100 miles an hour. So we're, we're excited. I'm excited. Like I said, I, I apologize about uh, not having specific details on the event on November 21st, but I will do my homework and I will have them for you next time. <laughs> hey, no worries. No worries at all, Jose. The football season, I mean, here we are, full gear, and like I said in the opening before, we know it, January 7th will be here for the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. Cannot wait, and uh, as always, we appreciate your time, Jose. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you. You guys take care. All right, once again, there he goes, Jose Jefferson, one of the co-founders of the 2017 uh, College Gridiron Showcase, the fourth annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, kicks off January 7th, goes on through the 11th in Bedford, Texas. For more information, you guys can view the watch list as well at cgsallstar.com. Of course, if you're a player tuning in and, or, or you know a player uh, that would like to be nominated or we should give a look at, you could nominate players as well at cgsallstar.com. Uh, and once again, special thanks to Jose Jefferson, one of the co-founders of the CGS, for hopping on. Um, as always, I am your host, Chris Shanafel. And, uh, again, you guys are tuned into the College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Wide Receivers Show. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome on, by way of the Defiance Fuel Hotline, uh, we have Rick Saratella and Joe Everett of NFLDraftBible.com. And, and before we dive into the wide receiver show, uh, Rick, do you want to shed more light on the uh, College Gridiron Showcase event that will be coming to M Miami Mike's uh, November 21st? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I snuck that in there on the rundown this morning. It was a can't-stop, won't-stop kind of week, so we were, we were late with the rundown. We just uh, solidified – a couple of events at Miami Mike's yesterday. I had spoken to Craig about it briefly, had not had a chance to uh, catch Jose up on things. So, you know, things are moving so rapidly. We're about three months away from the game. And, uh, 
you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a new sponsor on board that uh, we'll be unveiling. I'm pretty sure it's a done deal. I don't want to say who just yet. Uh, I'll leave that up to Craig and Jose, but uh, we have a new sponsorship. I'm not sure if the paperwork's finalized, but it's a done deal. We will have a announcement show at Miami Mike's on our Monday night tailgate show with special guest Brian Leach, who will be talking football, the New York Rangers legend. And then we'll have uh, some of the uh, former and current players that are affiliated with our new sponsor on. That'll be November 21st. And then we'll also have later on as we get closer to the game in Bedford, Texas, we will have a roster uh, selection announcement show from Miami Mike's and we'll unveil some more sponsors there and have a, uh, a nice to-do at Miami Mike's in East Hanover, New Jersey. Of course, shout out to Doc Gooden yesterday for popping in. And then the day before, uh, Miami Mike and I were on the Lexus Roadshow. We had three Jets events in one day, Jarvis Jenkins, uh, Brandon Marshall, and Matt Forte. We, we put some stuff out there on the live feed. We'll have those interviews coming up on NFLDraftBible.com. And don't forget about our promo code, Football 2016, 50% discount for life. Uh, that's not going to be going on too much longer. So take advantage of it now. Don't wait to become a disciple until the draft season. Get it all year round. we got all kinds of scouting reports from St. Francis to Columbia to Oregon to across the nation. You know it, Chris and Joe. And I'm all pumped up. I'm drinking my Defiance Fuel Water over here <laughs> and uh, all hydrated, ready to go and talk some wide receivers. Well, hey, a, a lot is going on, and Can't Stop, Won't Stop is the slogan. So let's start right there. It is the wide receiver show here on the College Gridiron Showcase watch list uh, show. And, and, Joe, we'll kick things off to you first. Uh, which wide receiver from this past week are you nominating as your performer of the week? There's a few that we could bring up uh, for conversation, but i, I got to – say it i'm turning around guys on ryan switzer i was not a big fan i was suspect about his size but the kid's just a nifty little player i, I like his route running ability and i think he's got more than adequate top end speed he's rumored to run a 4-3-3 but whatever the tests are i don't care turn the games on he's elite laterally he can make people miss he's got that elusiveness and uh Really great change of direction, and, you know, his kick-returning experience is extensive. I think he's got seven career return touchdowns to his name. Um, and last week he was just on fire, could not be covered in space. I think 200-plus yards and 16, 15 receptions. Uh, I lost count, and I think so did Pitt. So uh, I, I, he's probably that day three guy that a lot of teams are targeting, thinking he'll be there late, and maybe he won't be there so late because – he just brings so much to the table. He's not just going to be a, a nice receiver for you in, in your three or four package, but he he really could be a, a next-level kick returner. So, yeah, the Ryan Switzer, I think uh, not only a great week, just a great career turning my head, and I think uh, a lot of other people are looking his way too. Yeah, I mean, one of the better return men in all the country and obviously uh, <laughs> a pretty reliable uh, wide receiver there for the Tar Heels. Um, Rick, what about you? Who, who would you say is your performer of the week uh, from this past week in college football? Well, I knew Joe might 
say that name, so I had to have a backup, but I just want to follow up on what he said because what a performance. Talk about an exciting game, a comeback win over Pitt in the fourth quarter, 37-36. And like Joe said, Switzer is not too far off from his production uh, of a season ago. And you asked Jose uh, earlier on, you know, what do you look for in a wide receiver? And you look for uh, the ability to separate short area quickness, able to um, create space in a short space. And, and this, this is what that guy does. And he's going to do a special teams at the next level. He's going to be a solid pick. And I'm looking forward uh, to potentially having him at the College Gridiron Showcase, depending on how it shakes out. But, you know, here's the guy I'm excited about. Amber Etta Tawo from uh, Syracuse, the Maryland graduate transfer, another guy who I've come around on and talk about being misused or not used very much in, in Maryland, only 900 career receiving yards. This guy already has over 700 receiving yards on the season. He's already had a better season than 75% of the wide receivers in college football are going to have this year. And a big, big uh, performance again this past week, 12 catches, 270 yards, two touchdowns, and a big W, the most important stat, with the 31-24 win over UConn. And talk about a guy who was off the national radar. He's now not only on the radar, but steadily climbing up, possibly even skyrocketing up draft boards. And I got to say, it couldn't come at a better time because he will be in my backyard this weekend. I'll be on location at MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands to go watch this young fella as Notre Dame comes into town and plays Syracuse. Of course, we're talking wideouts, so we must bring up Torrey Hunter Jr., who had six catches and 75 yards for Notre Dame last week and another loss against the Dukies. The Fighting Irish season is over. Brian Kelly is on the scorching seat, and that's the matchup where I will be on location checking out Amber Edatawu, my College Gridiron Showcase Performer of the Week here at the Meadowlands. Can't wait. I remember watching uh, Syracuse play uh, play Louisville. It wasn't a close game by any means, but one of the bright spots for Syracuse was that wide receiver. I mean, I think he had a couple of touchdowns, and, uh, you know, again, wasn't a very uh, positive – wasn't a lot of positives you could take out of that game if you're a Syracuse fan, but uh, this wide receiver, Amba Edatawu, uh, has been making plays all season long. Um, and, and you know what? I, I got to go right here in my backyard, you guys, with Anthony Warren from Illinois State coming off of a big 10 reception, 150-yard, uh, two-touchdown game against Illinois, uh, Indiana State, excuse me, the battle of ISUs. Um, Warren is you know, a wide, wide receiver that uh, Trey Roberson in the past couple of years uh, became very, very, uh, very, very uh, reliable and uh, – Roberson, it was his number one target, excuse me. Uh, anyways, he, he's been that, again, for this sophomore quarterback at Illinois State, uh, Jake Colby. Um, and I think where, where Warren makes his money at is with his route runnings and just the ability to create separation from the DBs. He's not going to kill you with his speed. He does have reliable hands, uh, very good hands at that. But, uh, you know, big game for Anthony Warren, uh, Illinois State over uh, against Indiana State this past weekend. Um, and, again, one of the top wide receivers in Illinois State history, uh, continuing to have a, a, a big senior season. So, so I like what I've seen out of Anthony Warm in the past. I still like what I'm seeing out of him now. Um, now let's talk CGS wide receiver risers. 
uh, Joe, who, who over the past couple of weeks, in your opinion, has raised their stock uh, with their play? Well, it wouldn't be a wide receiver show if I didn't talk about Rodney Adams. And I know he's already listed at number two on our list, but other people are finally starting to come around on the kid. And what impresses me most is that South Florida was without Marlon Mack, super running back weeks two and three. And what does Rodney do? He rushes for four touchdowns in the first three games. He's already got three receiving touchdowns on the year. This boy's on a tear. Uh, like I said, it's just great that uh, heads are starting to turn, people are starting to rise and say, what, what's going on there in South Florida? There's just a senior that uh, we've had rated very highly from the get-go, from the onset. In the, I, I really almost wanted to put him up at number one, and uh, he may be headed up that way. So, Rodney, if you're listening, I love you. Sebastian Smith is my uh, real riser, though. Uh, Ohio, the Bobcats started off a little rough. They lost J.D. Sprague, their quarterback, uh, before the season even began. So it's been an adjustment period with uh, with Wyndham at quarterback. But I think Smith's right back in a groove. Uh, I really liked his uh, games from last year in his junior film. But they got two uh, really good seniors. Jordan Reed's the other one. But Smith leads the charge here. Uh, real nice prospect. He actually had 156 yards against the Vols. And uh, coming off a two-touchdown game last week. Love his progression throughout the career. And uh, just – Credit to, to Frank Solich uh, over in Ohio runs a fabulous program, and this kid's a, a fine example of that. I think um, he's steadily climbing the list. And then just more reference to last night, Isaiah Jones, um, I know he's already been on the map, but 22 catches against South Carolina. I don't know if that which week that was. But, uh, yeah, I'm starting to come around to him as well. I didn't want to accept the fact that he's that highly ranked. Is he really uh, – going to be maybe a day two guy it, it could happen zay jones uh for those uh east carolina team he is really racking up some stats and uh another guy if you just look at every year uh the progression the career track i mean he has just taken his game up each and every season so yeah isaiah jones continues to rise amongst this whole wide receiver list you know what I, I kind of uh i was watching carolina a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, it, it's, it's tough for me not to, to bring up Justin Hardy when, when I watch Zay Jones, uh, another one of those very consistent wide receivers uh, coming from East Carolina. Uh, Rick, what, what about you? I mean, which uh, which wide receiver, uh, in, in your opinion, has really uh, been been one of the guys that uh, has raised their stack uh, just just from their play over the past week or two? Well, thank you, Chris. I would like to talk about a guy. I've mentioned him before on this podcast show, yet I don't see anybody else talking about him. Therefore, I'm going to talk about him because I don't think people are paying attention. And people don't pay attention to Rutgers University. But this young man, Janarian Grant, oh, boy. I mean, 655 all-purpose yards this season, uh, throwing a 22-yard passing touchdown. This guy does it all. He puts up big numbers despite having no quarterback to throw him the ball. They got to bring back the Wildcat. They got to let him play quarterback. They got to let him play running back. They're using him on bubble screens. They're using him on swings. They're using him to return kicks. There's nothing this man can't do. And, you know, I understand they lost to Iowa this week. But, again, five catches, 98 yards receiving. And still, you know, the Scarlet Knights can't figure out who their quarterback is. All this guy does is make plays. Now, he did come off the field uh, with some kind of injury during that game. So he didn't even play the entire game. 
I don't know how serious the injury is. I don't think it's too bad, but I can't see how this guy is not rising up draft boards. And I don't understand why more people aren't talking about him. And maybe it's because they haven't gotten into the nitty gritty of their schedule. You know, now they're going to start playing Ohio State and Michigan State, and people are going to start recognizing Janarian Grant. I can't see how this guy doesn't get drafted somewhere in the middle rounds at least. Well, he's certainly a, a big-time playmaker there for Rutgers, and I hate to burst your bubble, Rick, but uh, they, they are calling it a season-ending injury, and now they're, uh, they're, they're looking into whether or not he could uh, file for a medical redshirt season. Um, but at least right now it, they're calling it a season-ending injury uh, for the Rutgers star, Janarian Grant. Um, and uh, quickly, I'd like to just uh, show some love to the other Eastern Washington wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne, of course, playing in the shadow of Cooper Cup over the years. But uh, Kendrick Bourne, I think, is somebody that, I, that, that could really be a number one wide receiver on a number of different uh, programs in the country. Uh, instead, he's there at Eastern Washington. They, they kind of have, have a two-headed monster there on the outside with those wide receivers. But uh, Cup missed a game a couple of weeks ago against a very good Northern Iowa team. Uh, who has one of the top defenses in the FCS, and uh, Kendrick Bourne had no problem making the most of the opportunity, 10 receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. And, um, you know, th there's a lot of attention being paid to Cooper Cup, rightfully so, but uh, watch out for the guy opposite of him as well, Kendrick Bourne, Eastern Washington, uh, one of the top receivers in the FCS as well. Um, anyways, m moving on, you guys. Uh, Joe, who, who would you say are a couple guys that uh, you have listed as uh, wide receiver risers uh, for this week. Uh, just to touch on Rick, Rick's right, that, that Janorian Grant, if he didn't get hurt, Rutgers wins that game. I watched all of that Iowa game, and that was so sad. He was dejected, and I felt bad for the kid because he is like almost like the the, the Miami Dolphins receiver they were talking about at the opening of the show. He's like a cheat code. He's that fast. So, uh, unfortunately, Rick also – Stole one of my add-ons, Amba Edatawu, and I'll just close with this. Randy Edsel, what are you doing? You, you didn't let him start his last year at Maryland and just let him fly away. Uh, good job. Maybe there's a reason you don't coach at Maryland anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll credit you, uh, Christian. You, you, you brought this guy up, and uh, I added him to the list. Josh Barge, Jacksonville State, uh, really nice prospect, and he uh, – I think he started off the season, missed the first three games. He's been injured, but mm -hmm. he did play uh, last week against Liberty, led the team in receiving. I just I, I love his, his route runner ability, and the guy just bleeds super glue from out his pores. He catches everything thrown his way. kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a longer version of Willie Sneed, just how impossible it is to keep up with this guy in tight quarters. I don't know if he could survive on the outside at the NFL, but one thing we do know is he wins one-on-ones, and his his ball skills are just impeccable. So, you know, these small school guys can play, and, yeah, Josh Barge is definitely one of them, playing with a real good quarterback there at Jacksonville State. So uh, that's a guy that uh, an add-on I'm, I'm real fired up about. And then uh, Louisville, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? James Quick gets a lot of credit, but Jamari Staples, the UAB transfer, is really coming into his own finally in his second year at the program. And I always credit a lot of those Blazers that, uh, you know, you're going to shut down football, you're going to take away my program. Uh, those guys all had to pick up stakes, move that tent on down the road, and play, and it, it's on them. You know, they've got to enroll. They've got to change their scholarship, all their living environment. So, yeah, uh, Jamari Staples wants to play some football. 
football, and uh, that definitely is a little feather in his cap when you're kind of reviewing his case. And you know, obviously, big game coming up this week, so he's a he's a name that we added on late in the process. That is, you know, you keep looking back in it and saying, yeah, this guy might be a player. A couple wide receiver risers for Joe, the guru Everett. What about you, Rick? Who, who do you have as some wide receiver risers for this week? Well, you know, uh, one guy I have is actually a guy that Joe mentioned briefly here, James Quick. Let's not glance over him because uh, he's been playing some big-time football and, uh, you know, four catches for 98 yards this past week. He's averaging 22.5 yards per, per reception, and that's because he's shown more explosiveness in his route running. And if you take a look, he, he's averaging about six more yards uh, per catch, and, and and that's due to that trait. Uh, a lot of hard work during the off season. Uh, lit up Syracuse for 108. Lit up Florida State for a buck 22. Uh, two yards shy of that century mark from going three straight. But James Quick uh, is one guy that I'm seeing uh, rise up the boards here. All right, and you guys will leave it on this note. We're going to be talking about the. Uh, uh, wide receiver matchups for this week in college football. Joe, back to you. Uh, who, who is a wide receiver uh, that, that you're looking forward to seeing how they match up this week against their, their opponent uh, in this, what, week five, I believe it is, of college football? Well, uh, we referenced the, the Louisville uh, Clemson, you know, Quick and Staples uh, playing against a good corner and Cordero Tankersley. So that's the marquee. But don't forget about the Big Ten, Whiskey, Michigan. Uh, Robert Wheelwright, a guy far down on our list, could blow up. You know, Colorado had their way with the Michigan secondary. And, and maybe this is Alex Hornibrook and, and Wheelwright's chance. Jeremy Clark out for the year with a torn ACL at safety. So, Maybe those uh, Badgers get it done through the air. A lot of people will be watching Ju Chess in, uh, against the Whiskey Secondary, but I'm I'm looking at uh, Robert Wheelwright as a potential uh, little sleeper uh, this week. All right, there you have it. Keep it, keep it, keep an eye out on that name right there, ladies and gentlemen. And Rick, what about you? Which College Gridiron Showcase wide receiver uh, matchup do you have? Uh, keeping uh, which which matchup are you going to be keeping an eye out on uh, this week for the wide receivers that are listed on the uh, the watch list? Well, we will have somebody in the building this week at Kent State taking on Akron, and there's a playmaker there by the name of Jerome Lane, uh, big time receiver, had a big time performance in a loss against Appalachian State last week, went for a buck thirty four, has five hundred yards on the season. However, uh, watching film on this kid. I would like to see uh, some more fluidness in his hips, uh, some more breakaway ability. You know, uh, I see him taking advantage of the Mac and, and some of the lower level competition. So I want to see more consistency. I want to see uh, better breaks out of his routes to, to create that separation we talked about earlier in the show. So he's somebody I want to keep an eye on. And uh, we're sending somebody out there to, to scout him out, get the goods, uh, to see if he is worthy of a Cosgrid Iron Showcase invite because the wide receiver uh, senior class overall is pretty stacked. There's a lot of talent, and there's only so many spots. So, you know, here's a guy that I would say is on the bubble right now, and uh, we're going to see how he performs. Of course, you know, I talked about the matchup with, with uh, Notre Dame and Syracuse. That's the one I'm going to be at and, and also obviously uh, <clears throat> very excited about. And, Chris, 
I'm surprised that we made it through the show uh, w- without the, the mention of one Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I gave Cooper Cup some love in, in the mention of his other wide, of the other Eastern Washington wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, again, Cooper Cup probably hands down the best receiver in the FCS, and again, very, uh, very good prospect forward. Um, but uh, you know what? Right now, I, I'm looking my chops at, at the other guy there at Eastern Washington. I, I mean, th- I think there's there's some things to be uh, told about uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Eastern Washington University. Um, but yeah, th- there you have it, you guys. Another show in the books. Uh, it's the 13th of this College Gridiron Showcase uh, watch list series. Uh, talking wide receivers. Any final words before I let you guys go, Rick? Defiance fuel water, baby. Stay hydrated. Get with it or quit it. Appreciate all the support to the College Gridiron Showcase and NFL Draft Bible. Of course, if you want to check out NFLDraftBible.com, 30-day free trial. Draft 2016, and always a pleasure, gentlemen, talking true nitty-gritty draft Nick football with nobody better in the business, Joe Everett, Chris Shanafelt. Always love chatting it up with you, fellas. And shout-out to Craig – Craig Red, Jose Jefferson, and uh, everybody else getting on board. I saw the the uh, official announcement with Neil Stratton on the website. Go to cgsallstar.com. We're excited to have Neil Stratton involved with the with the game as well from inside the league. That's very very big for us. Absolutely, Joe. Any final words regarding the wide receivers on the College Gridiron Showcase watch list before we end it? Oh, just been a pleasure. Uh, just can't wait till week five and last matchup, Western Michigan at Central Michigan. It's Maxion. It's Corey Davis in his last game against the Chippewas. You know I'm fired up, boys. Row the boat. All right, there you guys have it. Thanks again for tuning in to the College Gridiron Showcase watch list show presented by the NUC NFL Draft Bible. Again, a few weeks ago, we expanded the watch list to now over 600 prospects. Uh, Check it out, cgsallstar.com. Also, if you need any more information uh, on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase, you can visit the website uh, or follow on Twitter at cgallstar. Again, uh, presented by the NFL Draft Bible. Visit nfldraftbible.com. Bringing you the names that you didn't know first since 2002, and there are a ton of names on this watch list that you need to know. Uh, Visit nfldraftbible.com. Use the promo code FOOTBALL2016. You heard Rick say it earlier. This promo code isn't going to be going on forever, uh, so use it, Football 2016, for 50% off for life. Again, I'm your host, Chris Shanafelt. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back at it next week.